Kirsten Baszler is the North Dakota State Superintendent of Public Instruction. That's right. She's the head of, well, she's the state superintendent. Uh, let's get her on and talk to her. Uh, Kirsten, good to have you back on News and Views. Good to be with you, Joel, again. It's been a while. Thanks do you for having me? Do you cringe before the legislative session starts? Tell the truth. A little bit. A <laughs> little bit. <laughs> that, yeah, I'm always honest with you, Joel. Yeah, it's just, you know, we're really, really busy here um, supporting families, supporting students, our schools, our teachers. And so this is, we're, we have a full-time job before the legislative session. So this just adds a little bit more to our day, a little bit more to, so I, would, I wouldn't say even work week to our week because generally weekends and evenings are spent really just making sure that we're not dropping any glass balls. Well, and, and in fairness to you or any department, it is a lot of extra work. It's a lot of extra work. And of course, you've got a lot of people with a lot of ideas and you, sometimes you have to put fires out. And so I totally respect what you're getting at. Uh, but when it comes to this year's legislative session, you have a situation that many states wish they had, which is a state with money and a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, what does this yeah. mean for K-12 education? So I have two things that, you know, this is, I'm the longest state serving school chief in the nation right now, Joel. So this is my, I'm starting my 11th year. So as I meet with my other, um, my colleagues from across the other states and the eight jurisdictional territories um, for, for the U.S., I, two things jump out at me, um, actually three things. But, you know, the first is that we are, we are in better financial positions than most states are every year. Secondly, we have a priority historically since the inception of, of us as a state. We have placed a priority on, on education for our young people. And then the third thing is, is I've noticed how being a smaller state where we really do have a sense of community. So it really isn't K-12 being talked about often in a silo or in isolation, but we really build relationships and, and we can come together in a more um, cohesive way, collaborative way to help our young people succeed. So those are three things I'm really grateful um, about being the chief in North Dakota. So l let's talk about that because there's a lot of different visions of where we go education-wise. And, of course, there's a lot of people who want to tell you exactly what happens in that classroom that have no experience uh, whatsoever in education. And so uh, without naming names, you know, th there are a number of these issues that are out there. They want this posted. They want that posted. They want this taught. They want that taught. I mean, what approach are you yeah. taking to these? So that's, that's a really good question, and, and I think that's probably the thing that I'm the most proud of this year, I believe that we've had one of the stronger starts, we being the Department of Public Instruction and the team here that I get to work with, uh, one of the stronger starts to, to the session. We had spent the first day, so obviously January 3rd was full of the pomp and circumstance, the governor's state of the state address, everyone was sworn in. But on day one of, of the legislative session, so the next day where they were getting down to their real work, January 4th, the chairman of the House Education and the chairman of the Senate Education um, Committees convened their committee members together uh, for a full day and had a full day presentation with the department. And so we spent, you know, from first thing in the morning, they broke for lunch, came back in the afternoon, used the rest of the day, and then had us back on Monday mornings with any follow-up questions. So what we did was we really laid out, you know, what, what is the state of education? What's the state of the K-12 education in our state? Who are we? How many school districts? How many pubs? How many privates? How many BIEs? Um, what's, what are our, where are we at with students reading, writing, and math skills? Um, who are we at the department? Gave them pictures. Just had a, had a whole 
a whole long, full long day of, of presentation. And that was very, very helpful, not only to us as the department to establish relationships with our legislators, but for those legislators, we have a lot of new ones, not only just in, in, in the chambers, but a lot of new ones on our committees. Most often what we learn is they don't know what is already being done. They don't know the system of K-12. They don't know what the department does. They don't know what stop gaps expectations are already in place. And so this gave us an opportunity to kind of educate, if you will, because that's what we do. Most of us are former teachers, building principals and, and district leaders. And so we just educated them. Had a really good, similar um, presentation when we introduced our our DPI bill, which is, I think, very um, I think there's a lot of misconception when you call it the DPI bill because uh, only 8% is used for DPI operations. The rest of the 92% is delivered out to our local school districts. But a lot of education went on there. And to, on Thursday, we have an opportunity to do the same thing in front of our Workforce Development Committee in the Senate. So that's the approach that we're taking, Joel, kind of a long answer to your question. But we are educating, informing, and letting them know that we are a resource for them to get facts and accurate information so they as legislators can make an accurate, informed vote. But the problem with that, Superintendent Basler, is they don't listen, or at least some of them don't. And so, you know, you're in a situation, I'm just going to lay this out there, that that the superintendent of public instruction now is a, a partisan position in the fact that you declare your party allegiance. You're a Republican. You run as a Republican. Uh, the the vast, vast majority of people in the legislature are Republicans, and they're the ones that are bringing, and I say they, not all of them, but, but yep. there are Republicans dictating and mandating to you uh, how public education is going to educate and what they're going to do uh, that would make us, in many cases, the laughing stock of the nation. And so, as a Republican, do you have mm-hmm. enough Republican support to challenge some of that? So, a couple things. Um, you're accurate on that, but I think in this state and in this nation, we we have seen that we're seeing two two Republican parties right now, and we're seeing that across the nation. We're seeing that in North Dakota as well. So there are Republicans that, you know, I've been alongside for the last 30 years, and there are newer Republicans, a different type of Republicans. Regardless, so I, I do gravitate towards those that have been my colleagues and that I've been a Republican with for 30-plus years. Um, those are those are the people that I visit with, I work with. I will also, add, absolutely also, visit and answer any questions that they have. But at the end of the day, Joel, Republican and Democrats aside, I work for 120,000 young people in this state that can't hire a lobbyist, that can't join a partisan party, that can't even vote because they're not 18. So at the end of the day, I will come to my office every day, pull into my parking spot in the Capitol, and they are my mission, they are my priority, they are my focus. Okay. And I won't away from that. Well, and that's a great attitude. Uh, That is. But, you know, it seems to me that your job is going to – I mean, you're going to do it in a polite way, but you got to be able to look at somebody uh, and not say it like uh, Joel Heikamp would, that that's total BS, but still challenge them on what the, the truth is. And, and that's yep. going to be hard. That's going to be really hard. Yep. When we come back, the structure uh, of education, a couple more questions for Superintendent Baszler. Kirsten Baszler, uh, state school superintendent, is with us. You know, when something happens this close to the school you know, is there a method? Is there a way? Because those kids that are going to be going to the school next day 
are going to find out what happened. And how do you deal with this as a school system? Yeah, that's, that's so unfortunate. It's just sad and tragic that things like this happen. Um, the school districts in the state have, I think, pretty good relationships with their behavioral health or human service center and human service zones within the, the communities. Our partnership with HHS now, it used to be DHS, has strengthened at the state level uh, over the last five years, and it continues to, to strengthen. I got to commend Commissioner Jones and his team at HHS and, and at the state level for working with those. But um, generally what happens is the school administrative team calls in their their response team. Counselors are available. Students are able to process, you know, comfortable. Sometimes there's small, small groups, sometimes there's large groups. But um, unfortunately, um, these methods and these processes have been needed to be put into place uh, across the state in numerous situations, which is very unfortunate. But our school administrators really do engage with our behavioral health, our mental health providers to make sure that our students have the support and the processing time and professionals that they need. Superintendent Baszler, we're getting another of messages in here saying that yourself, Governor Burgum, and some members of the legislature are taking on Class B schools uh, by trying to uh, take on their school superintendents and stop some of them from having a superintendent. I, it isn't right without giving you a chance to respond to that. Go ahead. Oh, I didn't know that I was included in that. But um... <laughs> Well, by text today, you are. So go ahead and speak to it so you can put out that fire. Sure, absolutely. So um, our office started getting um, some uh, information requests prior to the 2021 session, somewhere between 2019 and 2021. More, more and more legislators were uh, uh, coming to our office or uh, contacting our office to try and get what we call the compensation report. So every, every year, a school district is required to provide the compensation report for federal and state requirements. And so we were getting requests for that information. During the 2021 legislative session, uh, those those requests and those questions of us uh, increased. And I believe it resulted in uh, a, a, port, a session of the K-12 budget bill, which was House Bill 1013 uh, last session in 2021, that um, added a section that said it was an incentive. It said if two school districts share a superintendent, the state, they can be reimbursed for 10% of the cost of that superintendent from the state. There was a pool of money that was set up. If three share, it would be 15%. If four share, it would be 20% reimbursement. If five share, there'd be 25% of the cost of that superintendent would be reimbursed back to those local, local school districts. So there was an incentive program set up. During the interim, we were contacted to see if any of the school districts had taken advantage of that cost-sharing incentive. And um, as of the convening of this session, there were zero. And so this last fall, we were reached, we um, uh, legislators reached out again, had asked us to confirm the compensation members from the previous year. And um, then, uh, pres- uh, excuse me, Representative Matt Ruby and, you know, some, a strong slate of legislative leaders held a press conference. Um, I was actually even out of town that day. Um, for a teacher of the year event. And so um, I found out about it, um, that the, about the press conference, and um, here we go. So just continue to provide information, um, continue to, you know, uh, provide the support, again, that, that they may need. You know, and I'll, I'll, I, a lot of questions have been asked of me. It's like, well, is this a local school district? You're a, a local school board member previously, and, and this is my family and friends. And I say, yeah, I, I was, and, and I agree with that. 
The the thing that is, I think, maybe a little bit different is when I was on the board, about 35 to 40, never more than 40 percent of the cost to educate students was was came from the state. So the revenue that we were using as a school board in Mandan were revenue that we were collecting from the people that I went to church with and the people that I stood in line next to at the grocery store. So we were pretty darn frugal. Um, when it flips now to about 75 to 80 percent, anywhere from 70 to 80 percent, it fluctuates every every year, every biennium coming from the state. Um, that's a, maybe a little less of an incentive to, to be as efficient and as frugal. Uh, so those are just some of the things that I'm seeing. But again, we're trying to be the agency that provides the information. Our legislators at the end of the day are going to have to decide on this, and um, we implement the law. Do you believe that uh, the, the state legislature should tell Class B schools whether or not they have a school superintendent? I do believe that when the, the state should have some expectation of what our school districts are doing with state-provided money. I do that. There, I do believe that there. When you are collecting money from the state and your revenue is coming from the state, your taxpayer dollars sent, being sent out to, to to Beach and my taxpayer dollars being sent over to um, to Quinter, that there should be a, there what, should be a, con- a state-level conversation. What about, I heard you just say is you support the legislation. I don't take a position. I believe okay. that there should be a conversation. Okay. I do believe Th- that there should be a conversation. Th- 30 seconds left. Uh, have you spoke to the governor about this, and does he support it? I have not spoken to the governor about this. Okay. Uh, that's that's the question. I'm sure we'll have uh, many more mandates, dictates. Uh, you've always been approachable. I thank you for that. Uh, you've always been willing to talk about education. I thank you for that, and I'm sure we'll talk Many more times this session. Thank you. Sounds good. Thank you. You bet. Superintendent Kirsten Baszler, ladies and gentlemen. What do you think about that legislation? Uh, Here's the point that she makes that makes me nod my head up and down, which is, look, if the state's going to pay all the money, then the state legislature should get a chance to have a visit about this. Uh, But yet, if I believe in local control, I'll talk to the local school board. I want to talk to you about it when we come back. I'll be.